Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hi. This week we're talking about killer robots, Harry and Meghan, China's decision to relax COVID rules and Isa reviews the book 101 Dalmatians. This is our last podcast of 2022. We'll see you next year after the holidays. Hi, it's Laurie here. I have a really interesting story this week about killer robots. It might sound like something out of a sci-fi film, but actually this is happening in real life. Last week in San Francisco in America, a decision was made which would have allowed police to access robots that kill as part of the weapons they could use to deal with violent criminals. The decision would have allowed the San Francisco Police Department to kill suspects with robots in extreme situations. However, the decision faced strong opposition from civil liberty groups. Dr. Catherine Connolly from the group Stop Killer Robots told the BBC the move was a slippery slope that could distance human from killing. The police had argued that the robots would only be used in extreme circumstances. A spokesperson for the police department said robots could potentially be equipped with explosive charges to reach fortified structures containing violent, armed or dangerous subjects. They also said robots could be used to incapacitate or disorient violent, armed or dangerous suspects who pose a risk of loss of life. This type of robot is already in use in other parts of the US. In 2016, police in Dallas, Texas used a robot armed with explosives to kill a sniper who had killed five officers and injured several more. What do you think? Do you think robots should be used to kill people? I would worry if they get out of control. Hello, this is Zara. I'm here with some royal news. This week, the six-part series titled Harry and Meghan was released on Netflix. The series has been co-produced by the couple and has been advertised as telling the truth of being part of the royal family. In the series, the couple talk about life in the royal family, press intrusion and racism. The episodes released include sit-down interviews with the couple and their friends as well as a video diary covering lots of topics like their relationship with the press and the royal family's response to racist news articles written about Meghan. The Duke of Sussex is fifth in line to the throne and said that he is really proud that his children are mixed race and it makes him want to make the world a best place for them. The start of the series focuses a lot on Harry and Meghan's relationship and how they met through a friend on Instagram and met in London, Soho, for their first date. Prince Harry described it as a great love story. He said that he was his mother's son as he made decisions with his heart. He said that Meghan sacrificed everything she knew and the freedom that she had to join him in his world and then that he ended up sacrificing everything that he knew to join her in her world. He also spoke about the level of hate that had been stirred up in the last three years against his wife and son and how he was concerned about the safety of his family. Buckingham Palace has so far not commented on the claims made in the episodes released. The royal family have denied that they were approached for comment on the series and say that they will not be doing so. Hi, 
besides Rose here, China is lifting its most severe COVID policies, including forcing people into quarantine camps. Just a week after landmark protests about the strict controls, which Shara reported on last week, the change in approach is not likely due to the number of COVID infections, as the country is currently grappling with its biggest wave of infections, over 30,000 each day. It is more likely to do with people's reactions to the ongoing strict controls and last week's protests. People with COVID can now isolate at home rather than in state facilities if they have mild or no symptoms. They also no longer need to show tests for most public venues and can travel more freely inside the country. The new guidelines also included a strict ban on blocking fire exits and doors that follows reports of people being locked into their homes during an earthquake and buildings being sealed under lockdown measures. The recent protests were triggered by a deadly fire in the western Xinjiang region. Critics said the victims had been unable to escape the building because of lockdown measures, but Beijing denies this. Some users online have questioned the accelerated opening up, but many others rejoiced at the loosening of a policy that took control their lives for nearly three years. Until now, China had forced people with COVID and anyone who was a close contact to go to quarantine camps. This policy had been deeply unpopular because it separated families and removed people from their homes. Some of the centres were also reported to have poor living conditions and inadequate staff. Videos all year have shown guards dragging people out of their homes after they refused to go. The sweeping changes indicate China is finally moving away from its zero-Covid policy and looking to live with the virus like the rest of the world. On Wednesday, authorities also stressed the need to accelerate the vaccination of elderly people. In April this year, the official data showed that only about 20% of over 80s had received the two jabs plus a booster while under 50% of the 70-79 to 79 age group fell into this category. Thank you for listening to my story this week. Hello, this is Isa. This week, I'm going to review the book called To the 101 Dalmatians by Dodie Smith. This is an amazing book about two dogs called Pongo and Mrs. The two dogs have a lovely life with their owners, the Dealies, and live in a comfortable home in London with 15 Dalmatian puppies. The puppies are admired by everyone, especially the Daly's neighbour, Cruella Deville. One day, the puppies are stolen from the Daly's home, and no one is able to find them, including the police. Pongo and Mrs. know that they'll have to take matters into their own hands, or paws, and so they set up on an adventure to find them. There are many wonderful parts in the book. My favourite part was at the beginning of the book when the dailies take Pongo and Mrs for a walk and the author shows us what the dogs think and they think that humans are their pets and that they are taking the dailies for a walk. I found that so funny. I loved this book and I really recommend it, especially for people between the ages of 9 to 11. Now I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.